Yo, what up, Nashville? 3HL is on the air on 104.5 The Zone. Brandon Horton, Don Davenport, there she is. Before he gets all excited. Too late. Too late. <laughs> what are you doing over there? You're like wandering around. You're pacing. I don't know what's happening. I know. I did. I was, I was chatting. I didn't get my stuff out of my bag, so I'm getting it out. There he is, Ron Slay. The Boom Boom Room shirt is on. I'm in the building. I'm in the building. Is that a backwards 3HL hat on your head? This dude? is a backwards should be frontwards. 3HL hat. <laughs> what you know about that, people? I know that uh, today's show is going to be lit. Every show is lit. I hate it when, you know, we'd say like, oh, today's going to be a good show. No, but every today. day. Yeah. Every day we're going to bring the passion and the energy to you, and uh, hopefully it lands. <laughs> hopefully it hits its mark. Um, <laughs> drop in the bucket. <laughs> That's, that was is. yesterday. Drop. That was, that was yesterday. Oh, man. Um, some around here call it a piss bucket. That's okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Horses use it, donkeys use it, yeah. Yep. Okay. T-shirt. Right. My, my in-laws were listening then. Yep. Oh, so, were they? Yeah. What did they think about your mouth? Ted and Becky. Babs? Potty mouth babs? What did Ted and Becky have to say? <laughs> oh, they're good. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to all my truck drivers out there. Yes! talking about pissing a bucket. I'm telling you, man, in the rain and all that stuff. <laughs> I mean, hey. I was once one of those guys. I know what you're doing. Too much info. You're you saying, don't, you your don't logs got to be. No, you stop. You can't. Hey, man, you're on the time. Don't back them logs up and don't back Can you get up. like a Tetris truck and then just lay in the back compartment and the truck drives itself? I couldn't drive the big, big rigs, so I was only in the hot shots. But the, 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 the. How tough is it to drive the big rigs? <laughs> what? What's the hot? What am I saying? The, um, the hot know. shot is the like cab? F-350, but the. What did I say? Tetris? That's yeah, the game that I got addicted yeah, to. Yeah, Tesla. Yeah, I, I, thought you, I thought you knew what you were talking about. Yeah, I, was I did too. I was, on, I was driving I a flatbed. Flatbed trailer. Trailer is what trailer, I was trying to say. Yeah, the trailer okay. was a flatbed trailer. Yeah. But 40 foot. And I was in F-350, light car, Dodge Ram, whatever it may be. Yeah. And boom, that's me. So how tough is it to drive the big rig? Uh, that, that, it's really not tough. The tough part is Once getting get in small, yeah, smaller, smaller spaces, getting in and out of traffic. Like my first trial run was driving to Atlanta on a four mm, Three-lane highway, six-lane highway, and having to do a U-turn to back into somewhere oh in the middle Lord. of the day. No. That was my trial like, I'll just stay on the interstate, and if I need to get off the interstate, somebody else come over here. Dude, and when I got out the car, it looked like I had been running suicides for three days. I was pouring sweat from being like nervous. Stress. Oh. And then you got out. Everybody, nobody cares. People like, that's why. You have a shout-out to the drivers out there. No, Big nobody Mo cares. People are hey, usually man. pissed by yeah, what man. truck drivers are doing. Honking the horn and everything. Like, dude, I got to get in here. What you want me to do? <laughs> I can't do nothing. <laughs> then you just stop caring. I'm I could glad. never. I would. I couldn't do that job. Yeah, I'm, I'm, glad I'm way can, too quick to like go at people. You would, Babs. I'm telling it's you. Not, you would. It would I bet be you good. see crazy things on the highway too when you're sitting up that high. Dude, wow. Like a window, like a window, like a skyscraper you, you, window washer guy. Like he sees crazy things. They probably see the wildest things on earth. Yeah. You get like a gigantic Four Seasons building or Babs something like got that. Chills, yeah. Yeah. No, but no, in the, I just in got the, the truck. I'm glad yeah. you can speak for the truck drivers of the world. Yeah, they're my people, man. Shout out to them, man. Salute to all the truck drivers out there. Big Mo, Cuzzo Mike. I see y'all, man. Big Mo. Yeah, Big Mo. Big Mo driving now. Mm-hmm. We're going to get Big Mo to call in. I know right now he's smiling ear to ear in the truck right now. I know he's somewhere driving. If you're Mo, <laughs> you need to be called Big Mo because Big Mo sounds really good. Why do you always got to have Big in front of it? It might be a guy 5'9 that jumps I, out. I don't. It probably truck would drivers. make more sense. Hey, they go big tank. Yeah, it's like big the big. Mo. It's like the six four three sixty guy named Tiny. You know what it's I mean? It's always opposite. <laughs> <laughs> we 
We all do hey. that to our friends when we're young, and then it just sticks. It does. It's like, uh, so my kid, uh, my oldest, who's going to be a senior, his nickname at, at high school is C-Dot because one of the kids, you know, in the football locker room, it said C period Doherty. So then they would just call him C-Dot. I liked it. And so now my, uh, going into fifth grader, went to baseball camp over there. And so the baseball players were like some of the instructors, and they were like, oh, Lil Dot. L- and he told me that after when he got in the car, he's like, Dad, they were calling me Lil Dot. I was like, uh-oh. That's probably going to stick. That is, man. It's probably going to stick. You got to be careful <laughs> with nicknames, man. Because you get one, it's hard to say. Babs, what was your nickname? Uh, Babs. Babs. <laughs> I got Babs. Go. People call me D. People did call you Babs? I thought Mickey was first with that. No, he was the first, like, nowadays. But mm-hmm. there were. He took it to another level. He took it to he another it level. Like, everybody calls me Babs now. Yeah. I always want to ask how you feel about being called Babs. Because I, I just call Oh, I'm Babs fine with it. Okay. Yeah, she I'm didn't like it at first. The origin? Yeah, what's the origin? Oh, you don't know. Somebody asked on Twitter. Yeah, somebody asked on Twitter actually yesterday. So my middle name, take it off. Take it off, Mayor. Take it off. Take it off. We were just talking about the stripper shortage in Nashville again. Give me my ones. Go on back to Mayor. Ooh. My middle name is Babette. So Babette, B-A-B. Doesn't that make I take sense? that well, it's short. I know Barbara sometimes gets Babs as a nickname. Right. And that was my grandmother's name was yeah. Barbara. Well, like so, Richard gets Dick. Well, see, I bet I'm for me. Is that. Yes. I never like again, everybody called you that. But again, as the new guy, I was like, I wasn't going to call her that. I haven't earned the right. I don't know what that means. I don't know if it's like an initiation, like a period of time or something. So well, one of my one of my coaching Richard, buddies yeah, says <laughs> he's funny because he he's like, OK, so Babs is your nickname. But so that stands for bad a twitch. Hey. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's it. You really that's rolled it. with it. Oh, I can see Babs now. <laughs> Wait, who told like, you well that? One of, my, no. one of my buddies that coaches. <laughs> oh. Hey, that's like, well done. Ooh, yes. That's pretty good. We'll that go with that. that. Hey. But yeah, no, it's from my middle name. So. Was it Woody Woodenhofer, God rest his soul? No. <laughs> yeah. Could you see that conversation? Probably not. I've had some weird conversations with that guy. Like, yeah. Weird meaning great. Um, In yeah. college, I got, uh, I got D-Mac. Like, everybody called me D, and then Mac for machine, like, defensive machine. Hey. Look at that. Yeah. I like that how sounds, it come together. That's right? so I had like that for a little herself, bit. Honestly. No, I'm I did not. I did not. And I didn't earn that till like, my junior year, really, because. <laughs> so, you know, some of the people I, I really dislike are people that give their self, self-proclaimed names. Yeah. Self-proclaimed nicknames? Yeah, that, mm, that don't sit well with me. It's so funny. My, Mr. Babs just texted me, like, right at the start of our show, before we even started talking about nicknames, and said, is Tulio for Julio? Because yeah. he's number two. That's is Tulio Jones too cheesy? I saw Two-Tone Blue was uh, probably, I mean, there, there are probably others that did it, but the first place I saw it was Two-Tone Blue um, on Twitter said, called him Tulio. I, I don't like Tulio. I don't, I, I don't, I don't either. I mean, d- dude's Waffle House. Yeah. Like, well, you can't, you can't go to Julio. No. You can't approve yeah, on that. that. That's, that's it right there. Yeah. Is, Julio is a nickname off of what well, should be better than, I mean, you can't say it's better than his real name, but his real name was what? what was Quintoris. Quintoris. So, yeah. I like, yes. I like, I like Julio. Julio's a great I nickname. Like, I think yeah. we're going to roll with that. One. Yeah. Waffle yeah. House. It's Quintoris Lopez See? Jones Jr. I, I like Julio. See? We talked about this. Lopez Jones would have been a basketball player. <laughs> it 
And that's a cold name just the way it rolls the off your tongue. He wouldn't even be playing football. It's a Harlem Globetrotter. No oh, pay. man. No I, feel like, I feel like that's a fighter. Lopez Jones? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lopez. It Lopez, does. It Lopez does. Jones. It sounds like a boxer. Listen, Lopez Jones is a strong-ass name, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, Lopez Jones versus Oscar De La Hoya. Oh, you can do anything that's with Lopez right Jones. He, yep. could, he could do anything. Lopez he Jones could, for three. Listen, he could win you a fight. He could shoot the three. Lopez could, Jones with he, the knockout. He could take off from the free throw line. Lopez Jones takes off from the free throw line. <laughs> he could. Lopez Jones with a diving catch. Lopez left. Jones dives and lays out for the catch. Yeah. He could hit the game-winning goal in a soccer game so it doesn't end in a draw. Boom! What a <laughs> or he saved the goal and created the draw. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> By the way, I was thinking about you when uh, I had no idea when I was watching Logan Paul versus uh, Floyd Mayweather. I didn't know that there were no judges. Yeah. And so we got to the end of the fight. I'm like, I think uh, I think Floyd won 5-3. And, and like, my kids were like, ah, it might be 4-4. Four, four. I'm like, then they're like, there are no judges. I'm like, what? How did soccer get involved in this? 100% money grab. It was a draw. Yep. The only thing they said could happen would be a <laughs> knockout. Only, yeah, it did. Knockout was the only thing that could have happened. Yeah. People throwing urine, lighting things on fire in the bleachers. Man, I was going home listening to that, and that was a great take by Dawn. Like, how does everybody get upset about the popcorn bin? What was that? That was a couple of days Russell ago. Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I was listening was to the old week, show. last week because we were talking about it. Because yep. I said that last week, and you you, sure you were on me for it. But I was like, it's popcorn. It's not like it's going to hurt him. I was on you for that, Bells. But then when I went back to listen to it again, that kind of registered. I don't know what made it just dawn on me Dawn on me Dawn. right now from Dawn. Truck D, thanks for the shout-out, Ron. One honk for the 3HL. Mm. Gas man, hell yeah. Slay gave, gave us all truck drivers a shout-out. Tanker Yanker here. Whoop, whoop. Truck it up. There we go. There you go. Hey, coming up on the show, Coach Mack when we come back. Also, later, Tony Vitello, the Tennessee baseball oh, coach, yeah. will join us at 430. Will I'm he be, really looking forward to this. Will he be the coach of the Tennessee Vols baseball team next season? Great question. That's one question. You think he knows that's coming? Absolutely. I bet he'll you know he's he going in the boom boom room. Nope. That's coming. Don't care. Are you gonna put him in the boom he's boom? He's going room? in the boom boom oh, room. Oh, that's gonna be a fun boom boom room. Yeah, I'm in on that. Okay, here we go. Also, Todd Furman, the degenerate Todd Furman from Las Vegas at five twenty. Uh, Slay tunes in uh, to that one. Yes, um, real intently. Yeah, most definitely. Todd hasn't led me astray yet. Degenerate. All right, uh, Coach Mack, when we come back, uh, his thoughts on the addition of Julio Jones and more next on 104.5 The Zone. Big Pimpin'. 3HL, 104.5 The Zone, always Big Pimpin' throughout the day. Hope you're having a great one. If not, maybe we can lighten the mood for you. Shorten that day a little bit. (laughs) You were talking about uh, your love for truck drivers. Most definitely. Big truck driver show here on 3HL. All the people working during the day, man. Dude. Just grinding. We're here for you. Cuzzo Mike. Next up, and then we'll get to Coach Mac's opinion about Julio Jones. Cuzzo Mike, what's up, man? How are you? Cuzzo Mike. What up? What up? What up? What hey, up, though? Hey, I appreciate that. Y'all showing some love to the drivers. That's what it do. You know, uh, Slay. Thanks for thanks for the shout out. I have my brother in Tennessee call me like, "Hey, Slay just called you out, man. He just he just gave you a shout out." So that's what's up. And and Brent, just to let you know, man, give me about 
uh, a week in the truck, I had you backing up and driving with me. Oh, oh man, that, I've been doing this. Look, look, I watched over the top back in the nineties. That that looks like a hard yeah. job to me, man. Hey, man, I've been doing it 16 years, and by the time I was 25, I was able to say I've been to all 48 states, you know? Wow. So, okay. it's, yeah, man, it, it's it's a, it's a, sometimes it's a curse, but it's a lot of blessings if you know uh, how to do it mm-hmm. and where to go, you feel me? So, good, good, good looking out. I always tell people I'm a, a zone historian. I've been listening to y'all for more than 16 <laughs> years. I appreciate the love. The love. Already, because I appreciate you, man. Hey, man, it teaches a lot of things, boy. I'm telling you. Patience being one of them. Oh, my gosh. Cold weather. Mm. Coach Mack joins us now. Coach Mack could have been a great truck driver. You think so? Without question. He got persistence. Coach Mack, have you ever driven a big rig, man? Truck drivers are my dudes. There used to be a group at the Senior Bowl that would come every year, set up a tent, bring in big rigs from all over the country, uh, and spend a week at the Senior Bowl. And so they'd set up right outside. If everybody's ever been to Lad People Stadium during the Senior Bowl, it's a big parking lot. They would set up right there for a week. And so you can go to YouTube and find Coach Mack doing uh, clinics on the whiteboard with oh. the big truckers. Oh, uh, hey, look, those dudes, I would load up my SUV wherever I was coaching. If I was driving down there, you know, and mostly from here when I was coaching at Tennessee, because, you you know, you can you can drive down there and would load it up with Titans gear and just start handing it out to everybody. I love it. I, I could see you in another life, like as, as you know, just driving that tr- uh, big rig all across the country with like, oh, yeah. like a St. Bernard in the back. And here comes hey, Coach most- Mack at the truck stop. <laughs> Much respect to those dudes, because I'm going to tell yeah. you this, with all seriousness, if it wasn't for those dudes, we wouldn't have a whole lot of stuff that we had. No, so wouldn't, Mac. So wouldn't, Coach. That's definitely true. Uh, Titans do the deal, Coach Julio, in the building. Hit me with the skill set that this guy brings. He's a generational talent, you know, as a wide receiver. I mean, that's the, that's number one. And, and you know, I've done – guys, I've done uh, – I talked to I talked to Brent about this earlier. You know, since Sunday – when uh, Mike Keith called me and we came up, went to the stadium and, and got with Amy Wells and, and did the, the podcast on Sunday as soon as we got the news. And then, you know, I, from then on, I mean, I, I've, I've probably done not counting on 104.5, which is the, the main thing, you know, that, that I want to do talking about this, but all over the country, about 16 different hits. And everybody wants to everybody wants to know. You know, you know what this means. Uh, you know for the for the Titans. And look, we all were, we all talked about what this could mean if John Robinson was able to get this done. Guys, you start. You put you put this kind of guy with AJ, and then with with that beast that we have in the backfield. This is a different world now. And I I look at, at all these acquisitions. You know uh, that go on around the league, especially offensively, as if I'm a defensive coach, which I've been my whole life. And I'm going, you know, on Monday now, who am I going to take away? How am I going to figure this out? How am I going to fit fit my front now to be able to take care of the uh, the run and the pass on conflict downs? This is going to be this is going to be some issues. The beautiful part about Julio and AJ Brown is two guys. If you've got single coverage with an eight man front. And and you're gonna press. They're gonna get press coverage because that's the only way you can cover these type of big physical receivers. You can't let them get get build up on you downfield. But they don't have to be open to throw the ball to them because they're gonna win the majority of their combat that's catches. That's a great point. Yeah, they 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 do not have to be open, and and especially off the play action with those bang eights and those five step slants, they don't have to be wide open. Just get it to them. And 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 even if if something's down the field, Julio Jones is a is a tremendous route runner. His double moves are deadly. And so, even if they are covered, 
you can still throw it up to them. That's the beauty of this. So we had the conversation yesterday of of what player benefits the most by the addition of Julio Jones. And and honestly, we got a bunch of different answers. Right. Uh, and and I think probably every one of them could be right at some point. But your take on who benefits the most. Don, first of all, how's Hadley's ears? Hi, they're mm-hmm. good. They're good. We get we got the tubes in. We're good to go. We're rocking life. Now she's really, really loud and can hear better. <laughs> That's perfect. Now let's talk about football. Okay. All yeah. right. Here, here it is. When you add him, when you when you add this piece to your offensive uh, look, there is his, it's not one. I'm going to tell you who benefits the most to begin with is the offensive line, and the offensive line for this reason, their fronts are going to be so much more defined for them now because the last two years they have faced eight and a half and nine man fronts consistently. Okay, mm-hmm. because you you really had you people really weren't worried. You know, especially the first year. Now, the second year, they started worrying about, you know, A.J. in a one-on-one. But now they're going to have to lighten that box up. And, and look, as an offensive line group, when you're going against an eight-and-a-half, nine-man box consistently, that's a grind. That's a grind. And the only way that you get them out of it is that you, is that you have to be able to threaten people down the field. Okay. Now with that threat down the field as a defensive signal caller, you're going to start backing, you're going to start backing your people off. You're going to lighten the box somehow. You're either going to lighten the box by rolling over the top to the single side. You're going to lighten the box by taking somebody out of that, out of that force unit from the inside to be able to help on those three man stacks. And so that group is going to benefit a whole lot. I promise you. Coach, that's the answer we didn't get yesterday. How about that? Well, I mean, <laughs> this job. is. I mean, we weren't talking to one of the greatest defensive minds in the history of the sport yesterday I know. either. That is true. <laughs> but no, that I mean, it it absolutely makes sense. And, and we did get a lot of Ferkser in there, which you know kind of plays into that as well. But um, well, here's the here's the here's the beauty of his addition, Don. And I didn't mean to talk over you, but here's the beauty of it. Now, you put you put all four of the uh, really five of those guys in there together because you got you got to put Henry in there because. Henry bothers people. Okay. Yeah. And here's why it does. You know, I've, I've been a defensive coordinator in this league for a long time in my life. And so if I had somebody that could run the ball on me, but I had some really big threats like that, I would be willing to give up some of the run yeah. just to be able to keep the explosives com- from coming at me. But here's the caveat guys. I was willing to give it up if somebody had a big back like that, because I knew that they might be able to pound me and bend me a little bit, but they couldn't break me with an explosive with the run. Are you with me? Right. Mm-hmm. This running back that this we have can. <laughs> can run 22 miles an hour. And I mean, he can go 99 yards. So now all of a sudden you're worried about that explosive. And so you can't afford to be gap shy with a dude like that. And so that's, that's huge to begin with. But now when you start running all those nine ball stacks, which is like if you've ever played nine ball, put three balls in a rack real close together, you know, with one at the point and two on the side, that's what a nine ball stack is. And you start putting your people in different spots, put Julio on the backside of that. Put Julio on the back side of that, and then and 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 then and then put Fer- Ferkser and Reynolds and and AJ on the other part, and put one or, or a different one of them on the point. Now, how are you going to handle Julio on the back side? You're going to roll up on him and pull that safety out over the top. Good, because now what's going to happen? They're going to take that linebacker to the strong side of that three man side and work him to that three man stack, so that they're playing a box coverage. Because if the, that three-man stack is is pick city, so you, if you play man-to-man on it, you're done. All of a sudden now, you've lightened the box again. You're playing with two less defensive people in the run front, 
And so figure all that out. <laughs> Coach Mack, you just put me in front of the whiteboard and took oh, me to school. Now, I'm going to tell you that right now. right now. Man, I'm talking about I closed my eyes, Coach Mack, and I saw all the coverages that they could throw at us, and I still saw us getting open. What does that mean, getting Julio? Because I'm trying to make myself believe this really well, helps it, the defense it, yeah, also. Here, here, here's, here's, here's this, Ryan. And, again, going back to what I said the first part of this, the beauty about receivers like this is they don't have to be open to throw it to them. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of these guys. You know, some guys have to have clear space to work in, all right? Yeah. Uh, and, and then they have, to have, they, have to have, they have to have clear view to be able to catch it. Neither one of these guys have to. They're both combat catchers. Mm-hmm. Julio Jones is, is one of the best combat catchers, you know, in, in, in the last generation. Because, look, you know, the guy's six three and a half, got a 40-inch vertical jump, got 10-inch hands, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and just has got tremendous spatial awareness. He really does. This is a big, long receiver that's a nuanced route runner. Those are hard to find. Those are really hard to find. Normally, your nuanced route runners are your smaller guys because their, their, their turn radius is a lot smaller and easier. This is a big, long dude that's got that nuanced route running ability to him and still is as physical, more physical than anybody he's going to go up against. I mean, you're not going to have – they're both going to go against uh, corners that are not – even the long corners are going to be smaller than they are. Mm-hmm. This is a big get, guys. It really mm-hmm. is. It's a big get, and it's exciting to think about it. Coach Mack. Still, I mean, he's he's old in NFL oh, here we years. Go. <laughs> like still, gone, gone, gone. No, no, you're look, you're and and look that that's 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 a a point that people will make. Okay, mm-hmm. but uh, do you remember To? <laughs> yep, and we we that's Red B, comparison. His arms are up Slay's. in the air, <laughs> and Red B pulled To's numbers uh, when he was thirty-two for, yesterday for us as a comparison. How'd he do? Uh, pretty damn good, Coach Mack. Yeah, well, so just <laughs> sit back, keep your powder dry, and enjoy it, y'all. The, the other thing that Coach Mack did was he pulled uh, t- uh, uh, he pulled Julio's injury history and then pulled Anquan Bolden's injury history. Yeah. And it's a it's amazing to look at what these guys play through. I mean, talk yeah, about Anquan. You know, you know, you know my relationship with Anquan. Yeah, you know, that's why I brought I it up. I drafted him in the whole thing. And so uh, the thing about Anquan, though, is, and I'll do respect. I mean, I, you know, I love him. I, I love him to this day. But when you start comparing just raw athletic ability, when they were brand new with Anquan and Julio, Julio's a generational athletic talent. You can't compare them. I, mean, I was no, just Anquan, comparing their injury history. <laughs> well, no, injury history. But, but, but Anquan is one of the toughest dudes ever. But, but Anquan came into the league running a 4 7 Okay, Let, let's just get that. And that's why I was able to get him in the second round. Everybody else passed on him. And so that's why I jumped on. But him you know what? Him. Talking about Anquan, and we, we've talked about him before, but I mean, saying that, I mean, just makes you appreciate the career that he had and the longevity that he had, that he continued but, but look, to figure look, out. There was no, no, I mean, I, I, I've been with a lot of great players in my career. Anquan Bolin was the best. And Anquan Bolin was the toughest. And I'm talking about even the defensive players I've coached. And I've coached some Hall of Famers. He was a most physically tough human being I've yeah. ever been around on the football field. Um, to Ron's point, Coach Mack with us, uh, presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans, how much does the secondary of the Titans benefit from practicing against guys like AJ Brown and Julio Jones. Well, and here's here's what you have to you have to throw this caveat at, out there. You're you're going to you're going to benefit from it in training camp when they're mm-hmm. all there. Right. Okay. Okay. Now, when you get into the season, guys, I mean, you're 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 mainly you know playing scout team for one another. Okay. Uh, during individual period, you may be able to work, but during training camp, 
when everybody is out there, that's when you can start to test yourself. And, and as a, as a, as a defensive, as a defensive back, you need to, you need to want to step up. You need to want to step up to the front of the line when those guys are in there to test your skills against those dudes, because that's the time to do it. You have to do that. I mean, it's, I used to make my young receivers, you know, go against Aeneas Williams all the time. Yeah. I said, here, you want to learn real quick, get up, but it's during training camp when they, when they need to be able to do that. It won't be an everyday thing once you get into the season, just because now into the season, you're into maintenance days with guys and you're into the the scheme, you know, that you're working on those types of things. But in training camp, it's a big deal. Coach Mag with us presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Need great health care coverage at an affordable price. Let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. Let's go to Don's point about Ferkser and Josh Reynolds. How much does this addition open things up potentially for those guys uh, in the slot, lined up on, on the line, whatever? They're going to get the three and four cover guys, right? Yeah. I mean, they're getting they're getting three and four cover guys. That that, that That's who they're going to get. And so they, they both should be just so very, very happy about it because – I mean, it just it just makes sense. I mean, I, I've I've drawn up too many defensive game plans to, to know. I mean, I know I have to cover all five eligibles, but my spotlight can't be on all five eligibles. I mean, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go into the game and take my chances, I'm gonna take my chances, you know, one on one with some guys that I don't have to double. And so those guys should be. I mean, those guys should be ecstatic about it. I mean, they, they really should be, you know, especially Josh Reynolds. Look, those three on the field at the same time, and 11 personnel guys, those are all big receivers. You know, those are, I mean, I've been up there at practice this whole, you know, TAs watch. I mean, Josh Reynolds is a big, long dude. And so you're, you're not going to draw the attention. You still got to get open. You still got to catch it. And you still got to work within the confines of what, of what the, the offense is. But let's just be honest. You're not going to draw their top dude. And this league is about dude on dude matchup. You're not going to draw their top dude, and so they got to win. Dude they, on dude matchup. Are, are they good? <laughs> are they good at tight end, Coach Mack, or do you think they need to add a piece there? Well, Ferks are fine for the receiving part of it. I mean, right. Anthony Ferkser just Anthony Ferkser is not going to be a guy that's going to be in line and knock somebody off the ball, you know, consistently. But that's not the way this offense is set up. This offense is set up, guys, for tight ends. Even with John New Smith in here, he wasn't a big knock the knock him off the knock him off the line guy. It you know, it's being able to take steps and position and then get the combo blocks inside. If we're talking, we're running outside zone, you know, to the three man surface, they just got to get a guy pushed. You know, they, they just got to get a guy pushed out there and get a little help from the tackle. It's not like they're asked to single block and just drive block somebody running a power gap scheme off the football. You understand what I'm saying? Hmm. So, I mean, Anthony Ferkser's probably got some of the best hands on the team, Agreed. even with the receivers that we have. Agreed. So we'll see. You talk about this offense. Well, that this Titans offense was Arthur Smith and and his offense as he was the the OC last year. Uh, obviously Todd Downing was a part of this offense. He steps into that role. He was the tight ends coach, but is there any cause for concern with that switch? I mean, and you know Art, we all know what Art brought to the table for years because he was a part of this organization where he, you know, worked his way up and and everybody that has talked about Arthur Smith talked about how he was one of the smartest guys in the room, one of the hardest workers in the room, all that. So now all of these pieces offensively, you know, national media guys, 
sits here and says, oh, well, they lost their OC. Oh, there's there's going to be trouble there. Your take on Todd Downing stepping into that role and the loss of Arthur Smith as OC. Well, let's just go back to uh, two seasons ago when Arthur Smith got the job. What was said? Do you remember? Uh, yeah. There were a lot of question Lots marks of question about him marks. elevating from the staff. Can he yeah. do it? Why would you elevate a guy like this? Yep. He's been there so long. But coach, I feel like those were all national que- Like anybody that covered this team that was familiar with this franchise that knew Arthur Smith was not as concerned, right? Don't well, you think I mean, that's I fair? Concerned. I was never concerned because, look, Mike Vrabel's uh, – knew okay. what he had in Arthur and, 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 and he knows what he has in, in Todd. And, you know, Todd was there, as I, as I said, you know, with, with this offense, Todd Downing's a smart dude too. He's a, he's a very smart dude. I mean, I worked with Arthur, so I knew Arthur personally, but uh, it, this offense is going to be just fine. Now Todd will call it differently because Todd Downing and Arthur Smith are different people. But the fundamentals and the and the layer of this offense has been put down, and they will add to it. Again, as I said, I'm out there at practice. I can't tell you everything I'm seeing, but it's it's going to be it's going to be fine. I mean, and national guy, you know, I I could I could care less. Shut the elevator door and turn the music off. I don't care. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I thought something else was coming. No, I know. <laughs> yeah. Brent was on the dump button there, I'm Coach like, Mack. I'm going to have to dump Coach Mack. Brent, thanks for ha- having my back. I I've got your you back <laughs> always, Coach Mack. Hey, uh, we're headed to Texas Tech this weekend, man. I'm going to ask around about you. That is so good. I had so cool. Get your get your guns up, Raiders. I'm it. so glad. I'm so glad you're going out there to God's country. Lubbock, Lubbock, Texas, out there, out there on, on the plains. I love the fact. I hope he really enjoys it. That'll be that'll be great. Who would have thought you? I tell, take- tell you. I'll tell you one thing. You won't have to worry about driving up and down any hills out there. I promise. My you. Man, yeah, my man Connor's excited. Who would have thought you could take long snapper visits? That's pretty cool. No, I think it's very cool. Yeah. I mean, I think that's great. I just tell just tell Connor this. He better he better get used to long snapping in the wind because there's some <laughs> there's some wind out there. Because that's between so <laughs> between there between there and Denver, there's one barbed wire fence to stop the wind. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate, Appreciate you. it, Coach Mack. See you guys. All right, Coach Mack, uh, presented by Far Bureau Health Plans. Need great health care coverage. At an affordable price, let Far Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. Yeah, I'll get them to watch uh, White Man Can't Jump. There's a little scene in there about the wind affecting the ball. Um, when we come back, uh, Danny White, Tennessee AD, with some uh, some news in a press conference today about funding some things at the university. Uh, also, uh, that leads us into uh, telling you again in less than an hour, Tony Vitello, Tennessee baseball coach, you talk about a guy with swagger. He joins us at 4.30. Stay tuned. 3HL, 104.5 The Zone. 3HL, 104.5 The Zone. Brent Doherty, Don Davenport, Ron Slay on a rainy Wednesday afternoon in the Music City. Does the rain get you down, Slay? It did a little bit. Then it just keeps monsoon, and then it lets up, and it's almost like, okay, we're back, and then the rain comes down again. I didn't take you as a guy that would be affected by I get out there in like it. That. I get out there in it, though. You get out there in it. Yeah, I, yeah. I splash in my rain in Don's rain boots and everything. I got them on today. You do? Yeah. I should show the zone people, right? Yep. You so should. I have I have two pairs. I have a black pair, and then I have like a beige gray that can kind of go with stuff that's not black. That yeah, you, you need right? multiple pairs. So I got I got my other ones on. There we go. Can you see them in the shot? Uh, I mean, it's yes, gonna take a second. There's a delay. 
So these I got on clearance because they got a little pattern in them, but you can barely see the pattern. Yeah. So there you go. Hey. So normally rain weather kind of gets me down. Right, like I'm, I'm, I'm very like winter kind of gets me down. Like once football season ends, I kind of go <laughs> into go. like a depression. <laughs> you're why we're a little delayed there, on the video. There go the boots and the shot right yeah. there. They do match your shirt. Yeah, I've, yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I'm the same way, Babs. Like, yeah, what? so, so like weather kind of affects my mood and and all of that. Let's um, investigate this though. Why? Why do you allow weather to affect you? It's not. It's not. It's not easy enough to just say. Oh, well, I can't control it. Don't let it affect you. I'm not, not that person. Are you kidding me? I have like the worst anxiety ever. Clearly, if I could just, you know, turn it off because I can't control it, I'd be good to go. See, and people that don't have, have anxiety can't relate to that. So no. I can't even understand what you're talking about. I know. Because I'm, like, I'm like, to why me. can't you turn it off? Like, <laughs> Because you can't. Yeah, but I have my own Because my brain too, so. doesn't work that way. But anyway, but I will say this. Even with this weather, I don't know if it's Julio Jones. I don't know if it's like the excitement of of what we're talking about right now this off season i don't know if it's i'm getting some some football injected into my veins mm-hmm. with mandatory mini camps and aaron Rodgers saying screw you i'm not going to show up and, and his receivers going hey i'll go to the mountaintop and scream how much i love this how much dude. i yes. love him yeah. and love and it. green bay packers fans absolutely losing their mind because jordan love missed on quite a few throws in his first <laughs> practice i'm like the kid hasn't go. played yep. at all but Practice but the step. sky is falling and like life is over in Green Bay. Like all of this, the Trevor Lawrence, you know, Jacksonville stuff, the Houston Texans deciding that they don't need their mandatory yeah. mini camp. I mean, all of this? this. I feel this like I guess I I uh, today is good, even Today's with good. the rain. <laughs> like it, I hey, made a great move because and, of all of this. Rainy days and Mondays don't have to get you down. They don't. Well, they don't when I got all this other news and fun stuff going on. Listen, when I tell you, you have no idea how many days you have on this earth. So it doesn't matter if it's raining outside. You're trying to be all philosophical. It's true. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. So have the best possible day. But you're right. I'm going to tell you. (laughs) you. I'm going to tell you what I tell my kids. This is the only June 9th, 2021 you will ever get. What All right, Inky Johnson, I feel you. I listen to Inky Johnson's motivation every Wednesday morning on J. Martin Ramon. I always hit it. And guess what? Sometimes it's hard. It's hard to get it in your head. It is hard, yes. See, it don't really pull me down. It just makes me a little sleepy at times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> makes it go. hard to get going. And then, like, if you just open and up the curtains And comes in, it, keeping it real right yeah, there. I mean, that's it, man. <laughs> you get a house with a tin roof or something like that. Oh, I'm out. Just go to sleep. I've never been there. Yeah, that's I'm the like, best sleep ever. Rip Van Winkle. You got nothing to do, daytime, rain against the tin roof. And then no I want to be able to see it. No, hey, man, turn your phone off, everything. <laughs> it's a wrap. Party over. None of those things ever exist, but that's okay. Uh, this does exist. Off. You're right. You hit on it. Texans coach David Culley said they've gotten enough work done. <laughs> they're out. They're, they're scrapping the mandatory minicamp. I mean, what in the world is going on in uh, rid- Houston? Ridiculous. We, we have North uh, Dumpster Fire. I didn't know what? it could get crazier than Bob, Bill O'Brien. But now, Man. Well, we're it's good. because of the aftermath of Bob that, that this is even did happening. They, did they thing. just simply want to deal with the – not want to deal with Deshaun Watson Deshaun not being Watson there? stuff? Because he ain't going to be Probably there. Probably so. I wanted to ask Coach Mack, like, what is a reason to count so many counts? Oh, was that what you were going to ask him at the him. end? We should yeah. have. Dang it. 
But I'm, I'm going to tell you one thing. Like, with Coach, Coach eight, Mack you know and what? Mike Keefe, it's hard to – because, dude, I don't never want to interrupt them. Like, I sit there and listen to Mike Keefe and Coach Mack all day long. Yeah. Like, yeah. It is what it is. Red B, too. Um, back to the Tennessee baseball stuff real quick. We'll come back to the Texans thing, but I mentioned this uh, before the break. Vols AD Danny White uh, insists he and baseball coach Tony Vitello have been discussing Lindsey Nelson Stadium expansion and enhancements for months. He said the Tennessee uh, baseball program has by far the biggest discrepancy between its success level and its facilities. No question. Needs to be fixed, will be fixed. And it's funny because everybody uh, was talking about this um, – what is it, all-in plan or what, whatever mm-hmm. they're calling it? Um, all-in, yep. Yeah, I, I got hit up by Tennessee like two months ago about this. This isn't a baseball coach is, you know, somebody's trying to get him, so let's let's go ahead and throw this out there. This has been out there for a while. What, now, when you say, you say hit up a couple of months ago, this same kind of project it and was talk. Launched. He even went on Jason Swain's show talking about it. Okay. Like, Several well, because there's ago. a lot of people out there that their response is, oh, yeah, here you go, because you're trying to keep your baseball coach. But this this was in the works prior. Right, and I think it's important to get that message back out there, though, because of the stage that the baseball program has put Tennessee yep. on right, right. now. Right, and yep. that's a great point. Perfect example is Preds capitalizing on that playoff push that nobody expected this year. They were just bombarding people with buying season tickets for next year. Perfect example, Titans capitalizing on the yeah. fact that Julio Jones is now a Tennessee Titan, and this offense is going to be really fun to watch. So, uh, PSLs, let's go. You know, yep. same you thing. Same thing. Uh, one more thing that Danny White uh, put, Wes Riker tweeted this out, I thought was interesting um, and needed to be uh, put out there. Uh, Falls AD Danny White on whether he's committed to playing baseball at Lindsey Nelson's site rather than the new ballpark downtown for the Cubs A team. There's been talk of a shared facility there. Uh, he said, I'm committed to doing whatever our coach tells me gives gives us the best chance to recruit and develop players at an elite level. What a great freaking answer. Uh, what do you say? I really think Tennessee's <laughs> headed in the right direction. Like no, foundational. Question. Question. Finally. I, and Finally. On, on decades late. It's been decades. On all fronts, though. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, it's beautiful. Women's basketball, men's basketball, football, baseball. Like, hey, man, I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. The whole state's here for it. We're going streaking. (laughs) And the answer is to stay at Lindsey Nelson. I mean, it's raining. We'll go streaking. We'll be right back. 3HL 104.5 The Zone.